1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Vous allez me tuer. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. You're going to kill me. Is this how it starts? Warning. Everything you think you know about her may be wrong, including the opposite. She was in the public gaze at a very early age. She was entered for a Miss Corsica contest without her knowledge, when she was not even 15 years old. From then on, photographers were infatuated with her special, imperfect and mineral beauty. The catwalks followed, one after another, right up to the highest podium, Muse of Jean-Paul Gaultier and Saint Laurent. But Laetitia Casta decided to walk away, to try different costumes, different scripts, on TV, in theater, in movies. Her first role, Falbala in the Asterix blockbuster. So many adventures have followed, as a model or as an actress, embodying so many different roles, come what may. Smoking, smoking. If you like her, you follow her. Laetitia Casta is in smoking. Hello, Laetitia Casta. Bonjour. Hello. I've just said your name, and I realize that it's a well-proportioned name, Laetitia Casta. Don't you think it's like you? There is something tentative, but in the end, it's well-proportioned, with a nice rhythm. Do you like it? <laughs> Je l'ai pas fait exprès. <laughs> I didn't do it on purpose. Sometimes people ask me if it's my real name. Well, yes, it's my real name. It's what I was given, what I inherited. You've been an actress for about 20 years now, in films, theater, and on TV. Does that make you happy? Well, I never really imagined it, but it's, how can I put it, the path that I've followed, and then the choices that I've made in relation to roles, people I've met, and what it has all taught me, how it nourishes me every day. You just said, I never imagined that. How come? You never thought as a child or a teenager about becoming what you've become? Not at all. I mean, it's unimaginable. I basically started so young, I was caught up in it, and no, I couldn't imagine it, and maybe if I had, I would have done it differently. Maybe with less force, with less openness and simplicity. Maybe it would have been much more complicated to accept if it had been planned. And it did happen at a young age, but before all that, how did you see yourself, imagine yourself, when you were young? The memories I have are that when I was 12, I knew I wanted to do something out of the ordinary. But that, I guess it's true of every child, to want to be outside of where you are. That's something I've always felt, and I even prayed about it intensely. Really? Real prayers? Yes, real children's prayers. Prayers and wishes. And I think, yeah, it must be because of that, in fact. I must have been heard. Do you really believe that? Or are you just laughing because... No, no, I really believe it. I think that when you have... I think that when you project yourself... I'm not saying that's all it takes, but it can lead you to do something anyway. It's called visualization. You visualize something, even if it's vague, but it can lead you anyway. Did you want to be famous, for example? 
Sometimes, when you're really very shy, by putting yourself in danger in front of I don't know how many people, you get the impression, well, I got the impression, that it's less dangerous than being face-to-face -face with one person. It's very contradictory. But Does this mean, as the saying goes, treating evil with evil? In other words, shyness can be overcome by being in the public eye? Yes, it can, of course, but you learn a lot from others. And it's a way of forgetting yourself, too, being with others. Being oneself and being with others, it's the big question. Staying true to oneself, even if others don't like it. Imposing oneself, getting others used to it. 20 years behind you, how many ahead? The desire is still there. I think that desire is the most important thing. Desire that lasts for everything, in fact. Does the desire to act increase with the years? It's as if the more you explore things, and since we are talking about desire, the more things come along. Oui, je trouve il y a quelque chose qui se libère, qui qui. Yes, I find that there's something that is freed up. It's like a musician who does scales and repeats them again and again. And then after a while, it seems obvious. And when you manage to start finding pleasure in it, that's when it becomes interesting. And that's what I call freedom. It's something that is much more generous, much more open, much freer. You get out of yourself a little bit. We're all cluttered with ourselves and we have to declutter. Is that how you would define the process? I'd rather say be kind to yourself. That is to say, accept all that you are. And by accepting what you are, you also accept others and everything becomes simpler. You've played so many roles. Your list of films is wonderful. What stays with you? Do you sometimes catch yourself thinking about a particular character or scene? Or do you just reset once you've finished a role? I tend to have a clean slate. Yeah, that's true. I don't like the idea of redoing something I already know. I'm not really interested. I like to start from scratch. I think that's why I like this job. Every time it's different. It's like costumes. I can't wear a costume I've already worn. It's impossible for me, for example. I know there are actors who keep a costume at the end of a film. I could maybe take it back for pleasure because I like that costume, but I could never wear it again. That's impossible. It's just a one-off. Yeah, a bit. But even the films. I don't tend to make a point of watching the films I've been in. It's a bit difficult for me. Actually, I wouldn't go and see a film twice that I've been in. So, from your point of view, do some of these films remain for one reason or another, either because of the quality of the film or because of what you put into it? Yes, of course, there are things that remain. It can be a film or a moment in the film. Obviously, the first film is something that will mark me. Even if it's not a film where I was noted as an actress. Just because it was my debut and, and also because it was a fairly commercial film. Asterix? Of course, it's important. 
You mustn't deny what you've done, how you started out. And that's where I discovered Gérard Depardieu, Christian Clavier, Benigni, Galabru. And I saw these people, these adults, because I was very young. I saw them playing like children. I said to myself, yes, at that age, you can play like children. What is this job then? It's a game. But what kind of a game is it? They seem to believe in what they're playing. Oh, but yes, but that's it. That's what I want. That was the beginning of something for me at that moment. So it's not the film itself, but it's what the film gave me. I remember very well an actress on the set saying to me, but listen, if you have this fire in you, it's because you have to do this job. And I felt that, yes, this fire was burning. So I thought, well, okay. What do you mean, burning fire? I don't know. She, she told me that and it spoke to me. It's the passion, the passion to want. You can't explain it. It's something that carries everything away. It's like a wave. Even with all of the difficulties of this job sometimes, well, it carries everything away. And it took a determined effort to pacify the critics and the sarcasm. She wanted more than to be just a beauty on the screen. She wanted her voice to be heard, too. Maybe because of my young age, my naivete, there were things I didn't expect in some people's reactions. I felt it. It scratched me, but it never hurt me deeply. I was brought up like that, too. My parents are very proud, very dignified. They aren't particularly the kind to complain when there's a difficulty. You face it. That's how I was brought up. That's my education, too. Those are the values they gave me. And that helped me a lot. I wasn't the young model who arrived in Paris without her family all alone. I always had my family there. Because I was French. So it's true that I had a very, very solid foundation. Afterwards, I didn't have the impression that it was the job that was the most difficult thing. It's much more difficult for a young woman to become emancipated. For me, that was the hardest part. Emancipating myself from family, from education, from what's expected of you, and then landing in this profession and something is projected onto you. You're like a blank screen. Everyone projects, but you, who are you really? And who really knows you? I find these questions much more disturbing than receiving an insult or someone saying something unpleasant to you. And it's about getting through it, keeping a balance. You say, no, okay, I know who I am. And to keep this course, that's the hardest thing, I think. In this job or in artistic jobs. Well, I think so, yeah. To go from modeling to becoming an actress. For me, modeling was almost silent cinema. And then I wanted to add a voice, so I went further. And I was in cinema, and then theater, and wanted to share even more. But somehow, I wanted... Not exactly to escape from myself, but also to be other than myself by taking on roles, by playing different women, even in fashion. When you are a woman, and a beautiful one at that, 
Can you accept everyone's case? J'ai envie de vous dire, ça me concerne pas. What I want to say is that it doesn't bother me. It's it's the other person's gaze. It's the other person's fantasy that is projected onto you. And I think that you should also put a bit of humor into this. What does that involve? Autant rire quand on vous fait une mauvaise remarque comme une. You might as well laugh at a bad remark <laughs> as at a good one. And that's something that you have practiced. Oui, parce que euh, tout est relatif. Yes, because it's all relative. It's not my doing. On the other hand, I'm aware of it, and I've been able to do a lot of things because of it, and I'm not ashamed of it, but it hasn't been the main thing for me. So let's take one role in particular. When you played Brigitte Bardot in Gainsbourg Vie Héroïque by Joanne Sfar, it's an easy example to use. She was described as the most beautiful woman in the world. Did you find anything in playing that role? Oui, parce que bien sûr, j'aurais pu aller dans tout ce qu'on sait d'elle. Yes, because of course, I could have gone into everything we know about her. Her beauty, her freedom, her provocative side. Intéressant de faire avec ce personnage de But in fact, what was interesting to do with this character of Brigitte Bardot was to try to bring out her shyness. Because it's hard to imagine that side of her. And so I was interested in going in that direction. Suddenly, when he asks her to sing, when Gainsbourg asks Bardot to sing, and she tells him, but I can't sing, I don't want to. And she's uncomfortable, shy and embarrassed. It leads to something much more touching than trying to do and redo something that we already know about her. And then in fashion, she was such an inspiration. I always saw Bardot on the mood boards. For me, it was as if I was playing a sort of classical role and having fun with it. It was necessary to put irony in it. Not to do it in the first degree, and to be able to interpret this role. Because I could have said to myself, and did, oh, but I'm going to do exactly what's expected, what's original about that. But I managed to distance myself, and I thought, no, but I'm going to have fun with it. And that will set me free from something. Curiously, modeling conveys an image of both a fascinating and a frivolous word. Are they false ideas, or is there a little bit of truth, a little bit of both? I think that frivolity can be profound, and I think that fashion reflects exactly that. When I arrived in this world where I discovered so much coming from the countryside, frankly, all of a sudden, to see people who are extremely free, creative, a little crazy, who loved cinema, That was my education in fashion. Talking. For the first time, I heard people talking about homosexuality. For the first time, I heard about diversity. I heard about a profession where women are valued and brought to the fore. Wow, this was huge. It was much deeper than anything you can imagine. You've been a muse, an ambassador, several times. Is there something that you like that touches you? Is it a responsibility to represent a brand of high fashion? Of course. But most of all, it's an immense pleasure being in the place of beauty when we talk about haute couture. My clothes that are made to measure. It's such work. Hours and hours. 
c'est comme c'est comme faire découvrir un magnifique tableau. It's like showing a magnificent painting or describing a movie scene. There are moments like that. It's true that it's fleeting, but that doesn't take away from the intensity and beauty of the thing. Time and again, it's where I learned so much. It's also where I learned my profession as an actress, putting on a costume. And it stayed a big thing for all my roles, because when I prepare a role, the costume has a fundamental importance. To wear a dress so that you don't stand out too much, but manage to find the right place where the dress is highlighted while remaining yourself. It's a whole... I've always liked that. If Saint Laurent today is, I let you finish a phrase. What would you say about it? It's the strong woman. The woman who's at ease with her masculinity. Free from... From? <laughs> I was going to say unnecessary things. Something much more. What's too much is removed. What I mean by that is that to be feminine, you don't have to over-feminize yourself. Laetitia Casta, there is a secret room. Can we go there for a couple of minutes? Is that okay? This room is special. Look. Wow. There are mirrors. There are mirrors everywhere. Above, below, in front, behind. Can you describe the person you see? Or is it too difficult for you? <laughs> What makes me laugh is that it's so strange for me. <laughs> I'm not someone who spends a lot of time in front of mirrors. But because I've often been looked at through a camera lens, I tend to look much further, beyond what I see, something closer to introspection rather than something external. And what we see of you is very different from reality, of course. Yes, that's what I was talking about. The projections people make about you. People think they know you better than you do. And you say, okay, even if it's not true. Do you have a favorite outfit? The outfit you put on when you want to feel good? Uh, I have a cuir that I adore. I have a leather jacket that I love. I really like to wear it. We were talking about this mixed, masculine side. So that's it, my leather jacket. Can you look up in the air? Yes. Do you have a guardian angel? I have several. Really? Are they doing a good job? Oh, yeah. Just ask them. They're really nice, you know. I said above you, but maybe they're not above you. They're everywhere. They're everywhere, yeah. I love angels. You can come out now. Mind the small step. Do you smoke? No, I don't smoke. <laughs> What are you revolted by? If I said the word revolt, is there something that you really can't stand? I can't stand it when children are harmed. Childhood is the root of what's most essential. For a lot of reasons and in a lot of situations, 
Children are the most fragile, and they're the ones. This is something I feel very strongly about. Harming children is really unbearable. Leticia Casta, one last sequence. It's called Quick Fire. Short questions, short answers, without thinking as they come. You have to sacrifice one of your senses. Which one? Louis. <laughs> Hearing. An addiction you'd like to get rid of. <laughs> But I must really be addicted to it because I find it hard to get rid of. Thinking. Your preferred means of transport. Uh, scooter. Scooter. You can leave right now. Where are you going? Voir la mer. To the sea. Which sea? N'importe laquelle, oui. Any sea, yes. A voice you love. My great-grandmother's. One song in particular that she used to sing to me. And can you still remember it? Yes. It's called the Chucharella. It's a Corsican song. It's a lullaby. You haven't forgotten it? That's extraordinary. Well, in my head, yes. You're organizing a dinner party with four people, famous or not, living or dead, Who do you choose? <laughs> to begin with, I choose people who like to eat. Well, friends, people I like. But not specially, no, they're not specially famous people. At least I don't see them like that. And in fact, it's really about mixing. I have a dream, I have a fantasy. It's to mix the generations together. Children, adults, teenagers, older people. All that, I like it. One of your faults that you love. <laughs> um, Stubborn. A word of love. Toi. You. How to end on a high note. Simplement. Simply. Thank you very much, Laetitia Castilla. Thank you. Merci. Thank you. A sure thing, something that has never let you down. Moi. Me. <laughs> That's a bit big-headed. <laughs> oui. Yes. Mais je suis honnête. But I'm honest. 